I was watching uh, Apple TV Plus. I'm an Apple TV Plus subscriber, and the BBC and Apple have done a deep dive documentary on the 20th anniversary of 9-11 with firsthand interviews. They interview President Bush, Condoleezza Rice, uh, Dick Cheney. Uh, I'm not sure that Rumsfeld's in there. I haven't finished it. He was in poor health by the time they were doing it. But they start the Apple TV Plus BBC documentary with this audio. AP Network News, I'm Rita Foley. A plane apparently has crashed into the World Trade Center in New York. We go live now to New York and our Robin Walensky. Robin, what can you tell us? The smoke is billowing out of the building from the upper floors of Tower One. You can see the smoke for miles and miles. The plane actually seems to be in the building. That was then uh, the AP's Robin Walensky. Uh, she now works with me on my flagship station, WSB in Atlanta. She happens to be in Pennsylvania today, and she's joining me by phone. Robin, how are you? Hey, Eric. I, I have not heard that tape in 20 years, if ever. I, I was, I, I, I literally, I mean, I, I got chills just sitting there, and all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, my gosh, we're going to talk later this week. And, and all of a sudden, here here is that audio that you were you're telling me about. You were there. And I just, what just as a reporter, you're there, and it, it sounds like a, a small plane possibly has hit the World Trade Center. I mean, what, what was your reaction there? I have to tell you, I see I was a reporter in the 1993 World Trade Center bombing on that freezing cold day in February when radical Islamic terrorists put a, drove a bomb and a rider truck into the B-2 garage, Eric. And so for me, once the second plane hit, it, I was like, wow, this, 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 these buildings have never stopped being the target of the terrorists. And then my mind immediately went back to the federal trial. I used to work at 1010 Winds Radio in New York City, and I covered the federal trial of the blind shape. Omar mm-hmm. Abdel Rahman. Remember the media used to call him Santa Claus right. because of the hat? And uh, Ramzi Youssef, who was his co-conspirator. And I remember Eric sitting in the courtroom in the in the aftermath of the 93 bombing and, and Andy McCarthy, the prosecutor who's on Fox News these days, he said, Your Honor, it was the goal of these two terrorists to topple the towers. And that's what was running in my mind as I looked up, Eric, and saw both buildings on fire. And I, at the time, as I, as I think back in my mind, I was looking up, you know, the human eye can only see so far. Right. And the buildings were a thousand feet in the air and I'm looking up and I'm thinking, okay, plane in, furniture, desk, chairs out. It wasn't until way later on that I realized, because the human eye can't see that far, that it was actually people jumping, that that was their best option, that you and I as coworkers holding hands, saying a prayer, and jumping because the intensity of the fire. And that is the image that lives in me, in my mind. That is the the, the PTSD of this day. And I will tell you one other thing. Thing that really comes to mind. It's all horrible, but I remember both buildings on fire and being on a payphone, if you can believe it, 20 years ago. I sound like I'm dating myself with the <laughs> payphone, but, but that's all there was because the cell phone tower was out. Once the uh, Flight 11 was in the North Tower, that's where the antenna was. So all the cell service in Manhattan was out. And um, I was begging people, you know, I kept saying, hey, I'm from Associated Press, we're on, you know, all over the country and the world right now, 
and I'm trying to help people and give them the information. So people let me cut the line. And I was on with that anchor, Rita Foley, and both buildings were on fire. And I was giving, I was only reporting, Eric, what my eyes could see and my ears could hear because there were so many rumors. And um, I'm, the, I'm doing a live shot and all of a sudden people start screaming around me, oh my God, oh my God. And you know, in my head, I'm thinking, you know, what could be worse than both buildings on fire, right? You know, how's mm-hmm. the fire fire department going to get up there to put all this out? And I peer around, I step back and I peer around the payphone and the South Tower is collapsing in slow motion and police officers are screaming, I'll clean up the language, you know, GTFO, GTFO, mm-hmm. get away, get the, you know, blank mm-hmm. out. And save thousands of lives, save thousands of reporters' lives, thousands of people who were standing there waiting on that payphone. There must have been a hundred people where I was. And I remember hiding out in like um, a basement uh, it, in this restaurant, like with a freezer, like we're in Manhattan, you would, you know, the freezers and all the mm-hmm. stuff, all the food is in the basement. And I was in there for like an hour or two until some of the dust cleared. And, you know, I didn't know where to go. Do you go to the United Nations? Are they going to blow up Central Park? Do you go to the Empire State Building? Nobody knew. Gosh. You know, I was a lawyer. I remember it happening. I, I had a deposition that day. And my boss's daughter was the um, elections integrity officer for the city of New York and was inside the World Trade Center, which was also a voting precinct. Uh, when it happened, and uh, she th- she left uh, fairly immediately. But it, you know the the thing that comes back constantly, and in this documentary where they played that audio, it, it comes back. Everybody remembers the weather was just beautiful that day. It's like one of the first mm. things people talk about is how the sky was clear and blue, and you could see everything, including these two planes. I wrote a history book, which is the accounts of other reporters, broadcast journalists, it's called um, Covering Catastrophe, Broadcast Journalist Report 9-11-01, All the Money Goes to Charity. And that's the, the first chapter of the book is It Was a Clear Blue Sky. And I remember it being a beautiful, beautiful day. And on nine ten, I covered for Associated Press the volatile markets, and I was in the NYSE, the New York Stock Exchange, that entire day. And so when I hung up on the 8.30 call with Washington, where my bosses were, my, you know, you mentioned it was primary day. And so my first assignment was to cover the opening bell at 930 and then to cover the election later on that day to take a break in between. And I remember on the 10, 910, Eric, just sitting outside and having a sandwich at the Coastie Sandwich Bar. And I still have the receipt from the tent looking up at the World Trade Center. Part of my life growing up as a little girl in New Jersey I have a master's degree from NYU, the, the beautiful pictures and capping down with me, my mom and dad and the World Trade Center behind me. And I had all this art in my apartment building. You know, it was just a part of my life. Mm-hmm. And I remember being on Fox News in the aftermath of um, all of this. And I remember describing um, to the Fox and Friends team, uh, to uh, Steve Ducey and saying that it felt like at the time, like a big molar was ripped out of the back of my mouth. That the, it, it wasn't about, Eric, the building, the, the steel and the glass and, and the beauty of the building. It wasn't about that. It was about what the Twin Towers stood for, which is American might, American wealth, American strength. And that's why it was the target once and it never stopped being the target. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Eric, you talk a lot about, you know, terrorism and radical Islam on your show. 
I, I will say this to you today, that the terrorist mind, they're in it for the long game. They're not into the Western news cycle and 40 characters on Twitter right. and all of this and all of that. You know, you get your 15 minutes of fame one day on TV and the next day, you know, the cycle is about something. The news cycle is about something else. They waited us out, Osama bin Laden, in a cave in Pakistan for eight years while we were distracted with the whole Bill Clinton situation and TWA Flight 800 and the death of JFK Jr. and Princess Diana. I mean, I could go on and on of all the stories that I covered in that intervening eight years while they meticulously waited us out and plotted to take down the Twin Towers. Gosh, and now, now, 20 years later, uh, back in charge of Afghanistan, and yeah, it, it does make you wonder. And I know you're in you're in Pennsylvania today, near near Shanksville. Are you headed there? Yeah, I am. Um, I'm in Latrobe right now. I we flew in this morning, and I'm going to a candlelight service tonight that I was invited to. And then tomorrow I will be here. The president will be here. The vice president will be here. And former President Bush will be here as well. And, of course, families of the 40 souls. You know, you talk about the word uh, patriot. Mm-hmm. I, I was at a, I led a uh, prayer for the country last night down on the south side in Peachtree City. And we said prayer, you know, a prayer for the country. No, no politics, just a prayer. And we were talking about all the people where I live. We were talking about the definition of a patriot. And you know who the definition of a patriot is? Is Todd Beamer. Yes. Forty people, they they weren't Christian or Jews or Muslims or blacks or whites or Democrats or Republicans. They were forty Americans. And they got together and they formed they knew their fate. They knew they were gonna be killed in that plane. And they came together as one as Americans, and they devised the plan. And when Todd Beamer says, let's roll, and they took that plane down here in Shanksville, and they looked out the window, and there's no church and no supermarket and no school, you know that they looked out the window and said, now is the time Mm -hmm. before that plane took the the head of the, the lid of the Capitol off. Yeah, And that's the definition of a patriot right there, Todd Beamer, and on the other 39 souls on flight, on that flight, uh, 93. That, that's very well said. Now, before you get out of here, I want to ask you a last question because I, my daughter, 16, was born in 2005, and she asked me this question the other day, and I don't have an answer. When do we stop memorializing September 11th? I don't know that we do. I would say never, and I... I posed this last night, this exact same question came up at the service I was at. And, you know, I, I posed the rhetorical question that if you've lost a father or a mother or a child or your grandparents or anyone, or spouse, anyone that you love, is it any less painful for the people on the first anniversary, the 5th, the 20th, the 25th, the 50th? I don't think it's any less painful for people. And I, it, what, troubles me the most is is that big sign eric that said never forget that was Mm -hmm. hung at the world trade center all those months never forget never forget never forget it's it's the it's the two words synonymous with september 11th the terrorist attack but some have forgotten and if we are not extra vigilant we are going to get into this situation and it's going to be way way worse 
because again, the terrorists, they're jihadists. Uh, they, they're, you know, we're the infidel. We don't believe in Sharia law in the United States and they want to get us and they're going to wait us out. So I would tell you that it doesn't end and that we need to have this conversation next year on the 21st anniversary. It will still be equally as important as it is this year on the 20th. It is. Robin, I can't thank you enough. I, I, I First of all, thank you for reaching out to me a couple of weeks ago about this and then uh, making time, given your travels today, to be able to be here. I, I really do thank you, uh, and that's all very well said as well. Thank you. Oh, you're, you're welcome, Eric. I'm happy to come back and tell you what it was like here uh, for the anniversary tomorrow. We can pick it up, the conversation. God yeah, bless you for everything do you do. Thank you so much. Robin Walensky, she is on the ground near Shanksville, Pennsylvania was the Associated Press reporter at the base of the World Trade Center when they thought a Cessna had flown into the tower. And as she was reporting, saw the American Airlines flight crash into the other tower, saw them saw both towers collapse. A remarkable moment in history. And I do I, I do think she's right. Uh, it's it's something that has to be continued and has to be remembered. And and lest we forget the lessons we learned and I got to tell you, part of me wonders if we are forgetting the lessons that we learned uh, in on September 11th and the aftermath. As she noted, they were in caves in Pakistan and Afghanistan plotting for eight years while we were obsessed with news cycles and winning the news cycle and, and the events of the day. And then something wicked this way came. And that wickedness is still out there. And now back in charge of Afghanistan, 20 years later, thanks to unfortunate decisions in this country and a a, a lack of memory and, and a desire to move on and, and lower our guard again. Hopefully it won't come this way again, but I certainly am concerned and I can't thank Robin enough for stopping by.